from the Willamette Valley in America's great Pacific Northwest. You are listening to the Ernest Mann Show, and I'm your host, Ernest Mann. No matter where you may be listening in this great, big, beautiful world, we all share. Well, hello, everyone. Thanks for listening. And Happy New Year 2023. This is episode number 154. How to make this new year much better for you. I thought it would be a good idea to start off this new year in a positive note. So, what I wanted to talk about is just that. If you are thinking about, let's say, your resolutions, come on. I mean, some people follow them, but, eh, you know, maybe even from your own history, eh, the success rate is, eh, maybe not so much. But when it comes down, for instance, to your very own improvement or survival and you understand you completely accept the fact that there are certain things that you have to do in your life in order for that to happen well you are on the path to improvement now The fact of the matter is that improvement is not easy because, well, if it were, I guess everybody would be improved. But this is the one thing that you and you alone uh, not only can do, but actually you must do. And so once you realize that, then you exactly really you don't have any any recourse i mean that's that's pretty much what you have to do and so i wanted to talk to you and uh, give you my ideas on how to do just that now this is in no particular order Um, For some of you, it may be one preference over another, but these are all things that will be helpful to you. One of the things that's very important that you have to get done is end distractions. Because if you've got a lot of distractions going on, and uh, most of us do or have had in the past well you got to get rid of them you've got to figure that out and you've got to understand really what counts and what doesn't what is actually meaningful and what is a distraction now of course this all depends on what you're trying to accomplish because I know I mean there's There's all different kinds of people on this spectrum. And, um, you know, say if you're, um, I don't know, a young 20 or 30s year old guy and and you're working 
your job as, say, a carpenter, for instance, and that's what you want to do, and if that's what you enjoy doing, and if you've been good at it, and your life is, you know, pretty much in order as far as that's concerned, well, you don't have a whole lot of um, changes to be made, let's say. But for other folks, that's different. You see, some people are so distracted. And the bottom line is that at the end of the year, they struggle a lot. And oftentimes, basically, they bitch and complain a lot. But at the end of the year, when things are tallied up, um, for all of that outside energy, they have nothing to show for it. And that's not the way it's supposed to be. If you go into something, if you do something, you're supposed to have something to show for it. And I'm talking about even people oftentimes who literally um, don't know this, but they are involved and affected with time killers. That's my phrase for them, time killers. Now, time killers can be anything from, you know, being obsessed with, say, sports or, I don't know, video games. But these are things that are, you know, rather more extraneous. And quite specifically, when I'm talking about time killers, I'm talking about the two-legged kind. I'm talking about hangers-on. I'm talking about people. Actually, people that, for that matter, up until this point, let's say you've been besties with. But what might surprise you is that oftentimes, if you're a person with a lot of potential and you have this so-called bestie, um, if you try to do anything that disturbs that relationship, which, for instance, could mean you getting, I don't know, getting a promotion on your job, starting your own business, um, things of that nature. Generally, not only improving yourself, but I mean, perhaps even dramatically improving yourself. With time killers, they don't like that. Even if, on the surface, they may say, oh, yeah, that, that's great. Oh, you did that and, and so forth. But there is a longing inside of them. And they'll just say, oh, yeah, that was great. Hey, let's go out and have a few beers. Let's do this. Let's do that. And they immediately go into what they are, which are time killers. And make no mistake, that's exactly what they are. Because they've reached a certain state of satisfaction in their lives. And they don't really want to be around friends or besties or anyone else that is far beyond that or demands more than that. Because... That makes them feel extremely 
uncomfortable. Makes them feel inadequate, let's say. So, even if it is not, for that matter, even if it's not directly intended, I'm talking about something that is almost, or for that matter, is innate within them. Things will be done uh, at least passively, if not actively, to hold you down. And the main way that the time killer does this is by taking your time. And time only goes one direction. Matter of fact, of all the things that you do have, depending on your age and stage, that's all you've got when the clock runs out. It's all over, baby. <laughs> and so you have X amount of time to get things done. And the time killer doesn't work, doesn't live in that world. The time killer, they, uh, they live in a different world where they may have their own thing going on, but it's not really that much but they don't want to reach any further because they just don't care. They're just time killers. And if you get away from them successfully, yeah, they're a little disappointed and all that, but they get over it. And then they try to move on and find the next person that they can waste time on and to make the other person in turn waste their time. So, avoid time killers. That's important. The other one, um, again, these are in no particular order. And again, I'm talking about people are crazy crazies. Crazy crazies are people that can be the net effect is very similar to the time killer in that you end up spending an inordinate amount of time with whatever their crazy crazy is but um it spells it's bad news for you oftentimes besides your time it's also finances it can also depending if they're very close say friends or family um there can be emotional stress and um in, in general, just a very unpleasant situation. But sometimes because of how we as individuals define our relationship with the crazy crazy I speak of, they can feel perhaps uh, somehow indebted to them. Um, or they just have a, a general sense of... Um, what they're doing is the right thing. Oftentimes, this generosity and this caring goes to the point of a uh, at least a minor obsession. And this is um, a very close cousin, if not a direct relation, of enabling. So, you want to stay away from the crazy crazies, because the crazy crazies are 
well, more than likely going to remain that way. Past a certain age and stage in life, um, you know, typically, not 100%, but typically you are, your, your personality is pretty solidly etched in stone pretty much by the time you're 30. And so for the very large percentage of people out there, you know, if you don't have your proverbial shit together by the time you're at least in your early 50s, there's an overwhelming chance that it isn't going to happen. So that puts the crazy crazy in a in an entirely different bracket because, um, like I said, this is, um, you know, past a certain age point that, you know, you fall as the friend or family member, you fall into the category because you either, you know, care very much about them or love them or whatnot. And that's completely normal. But people do this to the point of sacrificing their own safety and themselves. And they get caught up in and ensnared in the web of crazy crazy. And at bare minimum, at the bare minimum, if there is no uh, financial loss or a significant financial commitment or emotional commitment they're once again like the time killers are definitely going to take up a lot of your time and your time is precious because why because you need to focus without distraction because you've got to get shit done and let me tell you just for instance if you're starting up any kind of business because well for any number of reasons, if it's something you're really good at, something you're really interested in, and you look around and you see, uh, you know, a 50 or 60 year old person who's working is, you know, shuffling around waffles or something. This is probably a place you don't want to be in your life. Not necessarily that those people are bad people, but... Again, that's not something, you know, that most of us envisioned for ourselves, let's say, when we were 10 years old. Um, so, yeah, another one to avoid being the crazy crazy. Another thing to understand, um, and this is not so much involved in people, but this has become what I'd call a national cultural phenomenon. And it's my belief um, based on, well, everything that I've observed to this point and how it, at least certainly how it affected my life, at least up until one point in my life, is just how much extraneous stuff that's going on and what it is, is um, designed to waste your time. And the reason for this on a mass scale, I'm going to get to in a moment. 
But here's the thing. For instance, I get, um, you know, little alerts on my news, on my cell phone. But um, it's like a Google thing. And then it has, you know, headlines. But it also has, you know, everything from, you know, food reviews, pizza reviews, things of that nature. And, you know, it'll pop up there and, you know, it's as you're scrolling up or scrolling down and it'll say, you know, which fast food place has the best pizza kind of thing. <clears throat> and so you start, I noticed, you start looking, if you actually click on it and you start reading these reviews, I get the impression that this person, and there's a whole slew of them, that write these reviews apparently is under the assumption that um, you have to um, you have the time to read these rather wordy reviews as though you have an eternity as though you're fucking immortal or something because these reviews typically go on and on and on and on when they could be like summarized in five or six minutes and this is this is something that is completely you know as far as these on these apps and as far as on google they're completely at this point ubiquitous so i mean yet again it's one of those things i go to the next thing and it's an you know an article about um, i don't know a man who was arrested and you know, for having sex with his pony and he doesn't understand why. And then there's a whole long you know, page after page story. And all of these things, all of them are designed to take your time. And who has the time? Because it used to be, once upon a time, <laughs> that uh, people didn't, you know, in order to get their affairs in order, to get things done, they didn't have time for all this shit. So, that's another thing. All of these things that are completely extraneous, and they seem harmless, and they seem informative, let's say. Some of them, if you're familiar with what I'm talking about, they, re they, require, you, they require you to, um, to click on a photo for a panel, and then there's a, a description that seems to go on forever about that, and then you have to wait. Then you have to click on another panel, and it's it's just idiotic. But then again, it's not idiotic because it is doing exactly what it's designed to do, and that is to take your time. Now, the reason why these all of these things are out there, they're not out there by accident. And it's not just the advertising. There's something bigger yet behind this. And that is what is meant is for the general occupation. I don't care if they're flipping on their phone through pizza reviews are reading some god-awful article about uh, the woman who's upset because she had a baby with six heads or, you know, whatever it is, star rankings, um, 
constantly have to respond to clickbait or uh, reviews that have come from, say, YouTube, and you, uh, you've you clicked that notification button. Well, if, if you did a subscription or click the notification button for every damn YouTube video that you watched, I mean, again, it's immobilizing because you would just constantly be sitting there and, you know, fucking with all this shit. And that's exactly what is intended to do. And the reason for that is to take up the population's time, hopefully without them noticing that they're pissing their entire lives away, their moments, when they could be actually accomplishing something. And that is, as far as that's concerned, that is another indirect way of having your time wasted is not to go for it. You know, if it's unless it's an article that would say something not clickbait, but something like um, <clears throat> um, positively, absolutely meteor meteorite as big as the moon is going to crash into Earth on Sunday at exactly 5 p.m., all life will end, and that's it. And unless it's that, and unless they're that certain, and it's worded like that, and it's worded under two minutes, well, then it's probably not worth your time. But I don't, I don't see that happening anytime soon. So that's what I mean. So being on guard for that kind of thing, which takes up an amazing, an incredible amount of time if you're not paying attention to that. You want to avoid it at all cost. Now, I know that there's been a ton of videos and talks given on positivity. And frankly, I am of the opinion most of that stuff is just complete horseshit. It ranks positivity in the way that it's discussed is right up there with hope. And hope doesn't cut it with me. What cuts it with me is truth and facts. Now, if you have, for instance a reasonable expectation of something based on work, based on a work ethic, and based on all the available studies, then, yeah, I'd say that's fine. There's nothing wrong with going with that. But they don't hope. Those that are successful, they don't hope about something. If a large, let's say, retailer, I don't know, I'll pick one, uh, fucking Costco. Okay, if they're looking at an area to put a brand new Costco, okay, you don't have someone that just sits around over a couple of beers and kicks around the idea of, yeah, there's nobody around here for, you know, I, I, I bet it would do real good. Yeah, yeah, okay, fine. Let's sign the papers and put one over there. Nope, it doesn't work like that. 
That would be pretty idiotic. Doesn't work that way. All kinds, and there are companies which actually provide this service, but these guys, these multi-million or billion-dollar corporations, before, before there is a single bit of work done, before there's a purchase of the land, before any of that, they've had studies going for weeks or perhaps months that tells them, um, you know, every bit, every demographic um, that they need to know that virtually on opening day, how much sales to um, expect, how much per week, month, even year, and how much is that expected to grow? Because loss, lack of growth, that's not part of the equation at all. Not really. Because the entire point of this is to grow cancerously, endlessly, until every square inch of the fucking earth is covered with a gigantic Costco. Now, of course, I'm being facetious, but not too much, really, because ultimately, that's what they would envision, because there's no sanity, there's no breaks to this at all. It's just exponential growth. And of course... Nothing really does that. But my point is, except, of course, a virus or cancer, what have you. But my point is, is that there are quite a few studies that go into a given area. Uh, let's say you might call it a financial feasibility study, let's say. And they pretty much know from day one versus the cost of everything, the total cost of building this new Costco, um, the population demographic, age demographic, hell, I'm sure they have in demographics besides that, political, religious, I mean, you name it, they have probably a whole, even a whole slew of demographics that I may not be even aware of. But what is more important is that they have it and they make their decision based on that meaning that their decision before investing or charting a particular course is based on this statistical knowledge, again, uh, which is pretty much factual. Not hope. Uh, hope is, <laughs> well, hope is what you don't need. What you need is an unbiased and objective point of view about what it is realistically you can hope to accomplish. So, you don't want to spend a whole lot of time with people with positivity, constantly talking about positivity and how it can change your life. No, it's not positivity that change your life. It's action and circumstances. Most of it is, I'd say, action, because you can have all the right circumstances, but if you haven't done a damn thing to prepare for it, therefore you cannot take advantage of it when it comes your way. Which leads me to 
the next area, which is planning for the currently unavailable. Like the old saying, if you build it, they will come. It's also really the same as far as investing your time in yourself. And what you find is that you work really hard and you're fortunate and your situation, your life status, if everything improves, then oddly enough, your entire circle of people improves because people, the people on the outside, especially all of the after mentioned people, but they gravitate towards that. They want to be around that. Again, not all of them, but many of them, certainly I would say the majority of them, these are not outstanding or winning people in and of themselves, but they want to be part of it. They want to perhaps even parasitically attached to it. And that is part of the warning of what I talked about with the previous people. That it's, it, this has nothing to do with positivity. It's just a very um, steadfast point of view. And work. Like what I'm doing with you right now. This is my work. This is what I do. I have chosen to the best of my ability to try to help others. That's what I do. That's what I enjoy doing. And so, um, I am having a, uh, a bit of success, which I am extremely thankful for. But... I I work quite a bit. It's not going to just come to you by sitting on ass. Which leads to the next thing, which is the big problem of people <laughs> with all of these elements. This this may actually for that matter it may um tie several of these uh other uh issues together which is either physically psychologically or both but sitting on ass unless you are rich unless you inherited a boatload of money or you you absolutely feel certain that you will or what have you if you're a trust funder you know if you're any of these people that not only have never really really had to work in your life to support yourself or say your family then um well what to that what can i possibly say because they're not going to be any help to you not really they are going to pretty much continue to do what they do because they have no drive. You have to have the drive. They have no drive. They are pretty much inherently soft 
and hollow. That's the mentality. That's the kind of element that you're dealing with with these people. Lots of kind words, but not a lot of commitment. Because in the end, <clears throat> they know, for instance, um, hell, despite whatever happens to you, they can smugly reassure themselves, yeah, but I'm okay. They know that they're okay. Whether or not you're okay is, well, that's an entirely different matter. Now, this is what they're thinking internally. But this is not necessarily what they're saying to your face. So, ironically, just like the time killer, and like this kind of person who simply wants nothing more than to kill your time, just as though they also enjoy killing their own time, because they're um, sort of a negative, a toxic void of nothingness. And it's, this, it's the same kind of thing, except in a sense it's in reverse, because their only pleasure is telling others what they think they should do to help out in the, their lives when they themselves have never had to deal with the kind of shit, let's say, of life that the person who's suffering has. Yet, on the other hand, they want to somehow turn around and say, well, you should do this or you should do that. Well, I sure as hell ain't rich. And I've gotten what I've gotten and the experiences and what I do have from a great deal of work. <laughs> That's what I do. And I hope you can appreciate that. Because I appreciate you. Well, what did you think about that? I'd really like to hear what you have to say. So go on over to my website, theearnestmanshow.com, and put down your two cents worth. And while you're there, Please feel free to listen to any and all the episodes you like. Plus, check out the other interesting things on my website. Until next time, this is Ernest saying take care. I'm out of here. <laughs>